Well, the Ontario government with a major announcement earlier today, a new program that will start start using rapid tests at schools and daycares in COVID hotspots. Here's Dr. Dr. Kieran Moore, Ontario's top doctor, with more on this. Well, vaccines and strategies such as masking, cohorting, and daily symptom screening measures remain the best defense against COVID-19. Screening and testing remain important tools in protecting against the spread of COVID-19. All right, let's welcome in our friend Annie Kidder with People for Education. She joins us now here on Global News Radio. Annie, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm so glad I'm your friend. <laughs> well, you know, friend of the program, yes. Uh, Goldilocks test. Let's start with that right off the top. Was this, do you think, overdue, not needed, or is the timing just right? Overdue, but the but the 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 policy itself, in terms of, I like the Goldilocks test as an idea, as a criteria. I think the policy itself might be just right, but definitely overdue. All right. And should these tests, do you think, if they are overdue, should they just be limited to COVID hotspots? Or do you think that these could be used uh, in schools everywhere? Well, I think that there has to be some kind of, back to your Goldilocks thing, there has to be some kind of practical middle ground. And I know that all of us at some point, you know, wake up in the morning and go, oh, is this COVID, whatever symptom you happen to have. But there does have to be a little bit of reasonableness in terms of providing tests you know, across the province to many thousands of students. So I think that the idea of targeting uh, schools where there's a lot of community spread or where there are are hotspots, it's a way of trying to ensure that there aren't outbreaks in schools. So it's probably a pretty good, happy medium. I'll put it that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I was just thinking uh, COVID hotspots are maybe a good first step or a good start. But uh, since we do not have a vaccine approved yet for uh, kids and we're awaiting that for those ages 5 to 11, until we get there, would rapid tests not protect each and every school or at least do a better job of protecting them? Nope. You know what would protect each and every school is making vaccinations mandatory. So elementary school kids in grades uh, the older grades, are, lots of them are 12 and up, and all of the staff are definitely eligible for vaccinations. So if we had mandatory vaccines, um, only those with medical exemptions, which as we know is a very, very tiny group, I would get out of this. We had mandatory vaccinations. That is the biggest, most effective way of protecting the little kids who can't get vaccinated. So that would be the first step. And I think that the other one is doing this testing in hotspots. Um, But it's not necessarily a way of, you know, obviously it doesn't prevent COVID. It just makes sure that you're identifying a case, you know, quickly, hopefully, um, to to be able to prevent that from spreading. But I think that the number one thing still, which the province still seems to be unwilling to do, is to make vaccines, vaccinations mandatory. All right. When it comes to rapid tests, is it your belief and your hope that this will end any and all possibility of school closures? Because obviously that's a concern of uh, parents, educators and students uh, alike. Uh, We've talked a lot about the return to the classroom, just how important that is and how important it is for kids to remain there, to stay at school. Well, I don't think anybody can say it would end all you know, possibility of school closings. If you still, if you had a huge outbreak in the community, there's a possibility it would spread quickly in schools. So I don't think it can necessarily guarantee the end of that, but it definitely goes a long way so that you can immediately know 
um, if somebody tests positive in a class and get that that student to go home uh, before it's spread. So, but you know, I think. I don't think we can do anything except mandatory vaccinations um, to to prevent, to absolutely 100% prevent schools from closing. How has the school year gone so far as far as people for education is a concern? I know it's still early. We're just, uh, you know, here in the first week of uh, October, but we have had outbreaks at different schools. As a matter of fact, there's one headline that says one third of Ontario's COVID cases now associated with uh, public schools. Uh, just where are we, do you think? How concerned are you about the COVID in the classroom? Well, I think there's two concerns. I think it, it is concerning because little kids can't get vaccinated. So that's why, they, you know, we're seeing the cases in schools because we're seeing the cases in younger people because they're not vaccinated. But we still have a lot of uh, people 12 and over who aren't vaccinated. I think that the other thing um, that well, we just had a meeting with some principals. And so besides the sort of COVID issue, there is the continued massive amount of uh, stress reorganization, trying to ensure that kids are getting all the kinds of supports that they need. Um, and that is also ongoing. And I think I'm not sure that um, schools or I'm not sure we've done enough to ensure that all of the staff in schools have all the support they need uh, to make sure that they're okay and that the kids are okay. I think it's been a, it's been a hard uh, re-entry this year, not just in terms of COVID, but in just in terms of all of the fallout from the pandemic. And when we talk about it being preventative when it comes to COVID in the classroom, I mean, we're now introducing uh, rapid testing to COVID hotspots. And of course, we continue to be diligent with things like face masking, hand washing and such. Uh, but ventilation was also a big thing that we talked about throughout the mm -hmm. summer and that schools were supposed to be better equipped and that ventilation was going to be key in the battle against the transmission of COVID uh, in schools. Have you seen any data at all, Annie, uh, either hard data or just anecdotally? Have you heard whether or not the, the ventilation systems have been vastly improved in a lot of Ontario schools? I actually don't know the answer to that. I don't I haven't seen um, data on it. I know some boards are saying we've got you know proper uh, ventilation in in all of our classrooms, but I haven't seen an actual kind of overall uh, report on that. No, sorry. No worries. Appreciate the update and the time as always, Annie. Thank okay. you so much. Thanks a lot. Nice to talk to you. Bye -bye. Likewise, Annie Kidder, CEO of People for Education on that Ontario government a government announcement earlier today that a, a new rapid testing program will start at schools and daycares in COVID hotspots throughout the province. And we're back after this break here on Global News Radio. Stay with us. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the ring.